Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What up, everybody? How we doing? What's good? Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things. The podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Andrea. Yeah, man. If you're What's new, good? welcome back. If you're not... Well, hi, hi folks. <laughs> this week, we're doing a Let's Not Meet. Yeah, it was going to be a Let's Not Meet episode. This is Let's Not Meet number six. It's, it's, it's spooky season right now. That's why we felt like it'd be fun to do a little spooky, yeah. spooky. I was just Let's looking because I was like, what's the Reddit like official like tagline? They're like, terrifying first encounters. Oh, really? It's like how they kind of quantify it as yeah, it's like terrifying first hand. And all these stories uh, are a little spooky today. Yeah, I think we did it, got a good selection. Stressful. They're stressful. I'm so excited. It's October. Yeah, we already got the damn... We got them damn Halloween decorations yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, We got fucking, we got ahead of that shit. If we, you follow us on the Insta, I was I was story snapping that shit. I think it looks really good. I got so, a few so new good. things. I, I got a little. I think we got a few new things. Just, uh, uh whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I always get those flimsy ass styrofoam tombstones. Yeah. And like, they never stay in the fucking ground. And it's so annoying because they'll like blow away. And um, I like rigged them up this year. To where yeah. I like, I added like a wooden stake to all of them. Mm-hmm. I super glued. Well, I I, I keep it. I keep I keep these things remarkable. You keep saying you, that you did it all. I, I who made the stakes, bud? Yeah, well, you you Those kind of made some... you kind of made <laughs> Those some, are some quality stakes. I uh, yeah, <laughs> they mostly had points. Yeah, like on like a left One side, side or a right side. Yeah. But, hey, it works. It's I still fine. don't know how to use fucking power tools. <laughs> Somebody come teach me. But it worked, and I think everything looks really good. We've gotten a lot of compliments. A lot of neighbors that we've never even talked to have been like, we love your yard. Our, ki- our like kids really love your yard or whatever. We're with the neighbors right now. So. We really are. I mean, We're like the only people in our neighborhood who decorate. There's like one guy at the end of the block that does like a three, he does three huge inflatables. Yeah, but that's so basic. But that's all he does. Yeah. We got, we got five inflatables. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to inflatable flex, but we have five <laughs> inflatables and um, a bunch of other stuff. I just yeah. don't know if we're gonna get any trick or treaters this year because of COVID. I don't know if people are gonna stay at home. Yeah, I really hope we get some. I mean, we I'm can gonna do, do that fucking PVC sheet yeah. from the front door so we yeah. can like send it to the block without them having to come to us. Or if anything, I can just like stick. I mean, I can stick a bowl out and yeah. like they can ring. I don't know. Yeah, I want to be able to see their costumes and stuff. Yeah, and I want them to see our fucking decorations. Yeah. Shit. Because some of that stuff we won't even turn on until actual Halloween because it's just like zombie noises and clowns being Real freaking scary. spooky, spooky, yeah. buddy. We should post a picture of it. Well, it's kind of hard to we see take everything. a panoramic. Yeah. I tried to do that, but they, there's no like flash with the panora- panoramic. So panorama. When, when <laughs> it's at night so you can see all the lights and stuff, yeah. it doesn't really... <laughs> so, man, if you're new to the show, typically Andrew and I tell each other stories and neither of us know what the other one's going to talk about. But in these episodes, we're going to tell you true stories uh, that come from Reddit, the re- the subreddit Let's Not Meet, and I'll have links to these all these stories in our show notes. Yeah, we want to give credit. We we ask for permission for from all these stories. We don't just you know get on there and find them and just tell other yeah. people's stories. We ask if we can tell their story and get their permission because we have had people say no that they don't they don't want other people telling. Because some stories. of this shit is stressful, man. Yeah, and so we have permission for all of this, which I think. 
everyone should do, and I think a lot of podcasts. Yeah, don't do man. That. And if and if you listen, thank you so much for giving us your permission. Yeah, that rhymed. That's good. <laughs> Also, really quickly, speaking of spooky season, we are going to be uh, doing Jerry Polly's Halloween episode, or Hillbilly Horror, Horror Stories, Stories. Uh, Halloween episode. Yes. We have not figured out what we're going to cover on that we yet. We are down to the wire, as per you. We only get like a 10, 10, 15 minute window on that, so it'll be something really short, but it'll still be fun. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, I'm Andrew. We're going to tell you a story really quickly. <laughs> uh, have a good night. No, like, it'll, okay. still be, it'll be fun. We always have a good time doing that. Yeah, man. I think this is our third time doing it. Yeah, that's crazy. Christy. That's very crazy. And what else? What else? I mean, we watched Ratchet. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we talked about that. If we talked about that, skip forward, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know if we have or not. But the show Ratchet on Netflix. Yeah. It's um based off of a nurse from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, the character. What is that guy's name? Ryan Murphy. It's his name. Ryan Murphy, who made uh, American Horror Stories. It's got such American Horror Story vibes. It's essentially American Horror Stories, but without any paranormal stuff. It has a lot of the same characters. Um. From American Horror Story. Uh, a lot of the same Sarah. people, not necessarily characters. Oh, that's what I meant. People. Get Sorry. It together. Sorry. Sarah Paulson's <laughs> Nurse Ratchet, and she's just freaking amazing. Yeah, no, she's, she's amazing. So Everybody kills it. Everybody. There's, I won't, to not give anything away, that one woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You even know right there what I'm yep. talking about. Oh, I don't know her God. name, but she, I've never seen her in anything before. Just started acting her ass off yeah. in her first scene. You're like, who? Yeah. What the fuck? It was so good. It was really good. We yeah. watched the whole thing. We we watched it fast. We yeah, we crushed that shit. I think a lot of people crush that shit. Yeah. I don't know. I think that it's bingeable. We're 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 watching oh my fuck, we watched you oh never my fuck. S- What's up? <laughs> Hashtag it. Dip your tit. Uh we watched the first two the only the Adams family. You've never seen the Adams family. Oh yeah. So you know, Freeform does like thirty one days nights of Halloween or whatever. And I've just been like turning on whatever is on. I finished I was like cleaning around the house, so I just had whatever was on on in the background. Yeah. So I, I watched the well, I did watch Back to the Future again because it was on, and I just I'm gotta go back I can in never time. Get enough Back to the Future. So I watched the first Back to the Future, and then I finished the second half of Casper. Yep. Then the the Adams Family came on, and I was like, I've never watched these movies. There's two yeah. of them. They're silly. They're silly. There's but, no context. So I was like, I watched three Christina Ricci movies in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christopher Lloyd. And you watched two Christopher Lloyd yeah. movies? Three Christopher Lloyd movies. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, we, I watched both of those. It was all right. And then Tom let me watch Hocus Pocus, which I was very excited about. I think, I think I'm into it. I'm, I'm into it. Hocus Pocus? Yeah, I like Hocus Pocus. It's a staple now. You watch it's it. It's so good. Girl, there was one year, I swear to God, you watched like 14 times. Dude, You're if, like, if, I've seen this like 14 times this year. If Hocus Jesus. Pocus is on... Do you need an intervention? On the TV. <laughs> Sisters. <laughs> it's my favorite. Yeah. And then we fucked around and jumped on that Sweeney Todd shit. I don't know oh, if you know this. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Once we fuck around with Sweeney Todd, I'd so be walking around like, singing that shit for months. It was late, and it was like, but we wanted to watch something else, and I was like, I want to continue the Halloween vibes, and so we put on the Johnny Depp Sleepy Hollow, and I was like, I'm not feeling yeah. this right now. So then we put on and the so musical like, version of Sleepy Hollow, which is... <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh... Yeah, Sweeney yeah. Todd. Yeah. We're, I don't know why we're both obsessed with Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Man, we be walking around singing that shit. It was January. We don't even watch it. We sing through the whole yeah. movie. <laughs> yes. Bye, Pirelli. We I can't love copyrights. Music. Well, I love, I mean, I like a good musical. And then to add a horror yeah. vibe to it and Johnny Depp, get out of here. It was fucking, it's fucking rad. And there's nothing you can really compare it to. No. Maybe if you if you look at the original Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder, like he was killing those kids right in front of their parents. 
Well, that's pretty macabre too. But there's he didn't no like kill all of them. That one kid went up the fucking shoot, and then he brought the oompa loompas out, and they were just like, "We killed that kid, and you'll never know." That's no. That's what they say. They we turned them into a chocolate bar. They don't say any of that. No. But uh, <laughs> that's what. There's a lot of things that like that's what happens if you make it to the end because he didn't. You didn't fuck up and he didn't kill you. He turned that. He put that one kid in a TV. Yeah, he did make him small. He didn't let him out. I guess. I guess not. They take him to him, gave him to him small. Gave it him was back cute, small. but really he was fucking those kids up. Yeah, I guess it is. Cute. He turned that one kind girl into a whole ass blueberry. What do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he sent her to be um, turned not into a blueberry. Out, yeah. yeah, did we ever see the result? No, we never did. We never saw any of those kids again. And then the one bitch who's like, I want it now. That's her. She's got the no. She's not the blueberry. She's That's the one. Veruca she was salt. The, the, the blueberry chick is the one who chews the gum. This is the, she's the one who wants that golden egg, and she stands on the thing and she falls down. The you right. Thing. You right. Why are we bad. just talking about the whole premise of guys? Tonight on we drinking, we know Willy things. We're talking bag? about Willy Wonka. No, we're not. We're telling fucking other stories. But yeah, I think that's probably that's probably enough bullshit. Yeah, right? we can probably just get into it. When you start talking about Willy Wonka for no fucking reason, <laughs> <laughs> it's time to do the show. I guess it kind of could be a spooky. It is a spooky. If you go back and watch it, Gene Wilder gives a spooky performance. Um. When they go into the tunnel, that's yeah. pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. Didn't they, like, not tell them that all oh, that was going to happen? Like, I think g- people, the kids were, yeah, like, they were genuinely, genuinely fucking shook because he was being fucking. There's a lot of. He gets very sort of, you know, preachy. Yeah. There's a lot of. I read a whole article about, like, things you didn't know about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Like, there's one scene when the bratty girl is, like, leaning down and she actually cuts her knee on. Um, a rock and like in the movie you can see her knees like all bloody and oh, it's actually because she actually cut her knee like there's stuff like that that but. was a great tidbit babe thanks for adding anyway. that anyway wow <laughs> she cut her knee fascinating shut up <laughs> uh, who wants to you gonna go first uh i'm doing a more than you one more than you so okay. i guess i will i'll go first oh oh no i'll go first oh, wow. oh also can we talk about my shirt i'm here for the booze it's got a ghost on it it's a ghost and my my wine glass says more booze, please. More booze, Damn, you leaned into please. it tonight. Damn. <laughs> my shirt matches my cup. Boobs. Shirt. All right. Want a clinky? Sure, man. I don't think it's going to do much. Gonna... Oh, Oof. lame. That was, we need to get some glass in here. All right, here we go. Okay, so I'm going to start. And with these, if you're new here, we tell you who uh, the story came from. And then we say the title at the end because I feel like the title sometimes kind of gives away. away sometimes. Yeah. Um, this is posted by Scared As. Mm, I see what you did there. It's S-C-A-R-E-D-A-Z-Z. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for letting us tell your story. Okay. So about two years ago, a friend of mine had moved into his own apartment. The sofa that was in it was old and worn, so he decided that he was going. Uh, he would try and find one in better condition. He asked me to help him look for one as my dad had a van and we would need to use that to transport the sofa. So we went on Craigslist to have a look at what other people had for sale. Yeah, as you as do. You we have so much shit. We have so much shit from that. From Craigslist? Oh, not Craigslist, but just like getting shit off the internet and. Yeah. I guess. I got that smoker and those, those beehives <laughs> and really random shit. Yeah, you got some random. I got some random there. shit off the internet. We came across one ad that stated a quote three seater cream leather sofa, great condition, free to first viewer. End quote. Sorry, cream. Cream. Mm. Yes. Interesting color. Cream color. Mm. <laughs> there was a picture of, of it, and it looked like it was in perfect condition. Now the ads had been up for a week, so sorry. Now the ads had been up for a week, so we had thought that maybe it was already gone, and that they just hadn't taken 
the ad down yet. So my friend contacted the seller and nearly instantly got a reply saying that they still had the sofa and it was available if we could collect it. I was a bit weary that it was still available. I mean, a free sofa in perfect condition that had been up for a week and nobody had taken it yet. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. We thought that maybe there was something wrong with it that could only be seen, that could only be noticed when viewing the sofa that was maybe hidden from the pictures. Smells like piss. (laughs) That's from Sweeney Todd. Yeah, it's a little subtle, you know, we're real Sweeney Todd fans out there. It was a weekend and we had no plans, so we decided that we would go and check out the sofa. My friend contacted the seller back and organized a time and place to meet up. They decided on a local McDonald's car park at 9 p.m. as the seller said that he would be at work until 8 p.m. and would need to and would need time to get ready after work. Yeah, always meet in a public place if you're going to do shit. That's like that. the only way. The seller said that he would be driving a green Honda Accord with a trailer. So we pulled up to the McDonald's car park at about 8.50 p.m. There was loads of people around, so we had no reason to think that we would be in danger or anything. Drogo stressed. <laughs> Fucking, he's stressed out. At about 8.55, my, do- <laughs> my dog... <laughs> Whoops. There you go. At about 8.55, my friend got a text saying that the seller was about 15 minutes away, and they asked him to describe what vehicle we were in, so he described the van that we were in to him. About five minutes after he had texted the seller what vehicle we were in, an overweight man around 50 years old with a gray scruffy beard and greasy gray hair approached the driver's side window of the van, which was Uh. my side as I was driving the van. He was wearing a plain white t-shirt with what looked like food stains all over it. I mean, that does happen to me a lot, though, but... (laughs) I'm also a very like I'm like I'm just like I'm, I'm gonna get the whole burger in two bites. <laughs> um, he also had uh, black jeans with holes torn in them and dried mud stains all over them, along with a pair of black steel-toed cap boots also covered in dried mud. Yuck! Okay, I, don't like it. I can see it. I don't like it. I'd immediately be like, the couch is gonna be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I he, sleep on it every night. <laughs> <laughs> he knocked on my window, so I rolled it down a bit. You boys from, you boys here for the sofa, he said in a gravely voice. It sounded like he needed to cough, but couldn't get it out. You, you trying to do it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I said to him, Rob's car has broken down just down the road and his phone battery has died. I was with him and I walked up to get you guys. He's with the car waiting for AA. I'm, isn't that AAA? AAA? Yeah, probably what they meant. But probably not. No, alcohol. I got to catch the meeting. Not <laughs> anonymous. Uh, but you can come down and co- collect the sofa off of him. Me and my friend looked at each other, unsure of what to think. Quote, can I get in the van and we'll go back to Rob together? The guy asked. How far down the road is he? I asked before he replied, not too far, but I need to show you where to go. Oof. No. Red flags. At this stage, my friend pretended to get a phone call. Hello? <laughs> yes? Oh, uh, no way. Really? We'll be right there. He said before pretending to hang up his phone, he looked at me and said, we got to go. My dad needs us to help him with his flat tire. I nodded knowing it was a fake call for us to get the hell away from this creepy guy. Quote, we have got to go now, but we will contact you tomorrow about the sofa. The guy just stared at us as I rolled up my window and started to drive away. (sighs) Me and my friend looked at each other. That was creepy. I got bad vibes off of that guy. My friend said, definitely. I replied to him. We decided to drive around the back of the car park. It's funny that they keep calling it car park. Yeah. 
uh, to see if we could find out if the guy was up to something or not. We could see him standing in the same spot where we left him and he was on the phone. He put his phone down and about two minutes after that, a car pulled up with three men in it and he got in. My friend's phone started ringing and it was the number of Rob, the guy who was supposedly giving away the sofa. He answered, hey, can you meet tomorrow and I can hold on to the sofa for you until then? He was Jesus. On the, yeah. As he was on the phone, I noticed one of the men in the car that had collected the creepy guy was also on the phone. My friend told Rob that he would contact him tomorrow, that he was busy and couldn't talk right now. At the same time that my friend hung up the phone, the guy who was in the car also finished his phone call. At this point, I explained to my friend that there probably was no car that had broken down and that creepy guy was trying to lure us somewhere so as the guys in the car could do God knows what to us. Fuck. Yeah. We drove They're home. They're fucking sm- wise creepy. for getting the fuck out of there. Hell yeah. We drove home and my friend blocked the number of Rob. I keep saying that because he puts it in quotes. And we never heard from them again. We reported the ad and it was removed the next day. Shit. Yikes. They could have been abducted. I mean, who knows what. Or Yeah, beaten up, robbed. Jesus. Who knows. So that was called Sofa on Craigslist by Scared As. That was a good one. Yeah. I mean, that was a stressful one. Yeah. I mean, they're all stressful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. This one is called... Oh, never mind. I'm nope, not going to nope, tell you what it's called, mend- you turkeys. Here we go. Since the moment I started working at this restaurant six months ago, the alleyway behind this restaurant has given me an uncomfortable feeling. Oh, you say who it's by. I thought we did it at the end. I say who it was by from the beginning and the end. Jeez, we gotta get our shit straight. Uh, this I want to make by, sure they get cred. Yeah, this is by user BadKings519. All right. So, <clears throat> to re-begin. Okay. <laughs> since the moment I started working at this restaurant six months ago, the alleyway behind the restaurant has always given me an uncomfortable feeling. To gain a layout of this restaurant, it's located in the middle of downtown, five minutes from the Mexican-U.S. border, since we're located at the tip of Texas in the Rio Grande Valley. Rio Grande? Rio Grande? Hey, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) The alley itself is not located right behind the establishment. You must walk past its patio, then past our garage, until you reach the side back door that you have to prop open as the door locks behind you once it's closed. During the day, I'll usually see people walking back and forth across the alley when I go to take out the trash. It's typically a safe location, though it's also prominent for its homeless population. There's also a usual harmless... I'm sorry. They're usually harmless despite a few that are noticeably mentally ill. My colleagues have gotten to know a few and have given leftovers whenever possible. Nice. Yeah, of course. I work as part of the kitchen staff at this restaurant, and most of the time we'll work past 10 p.m. At night, my boss usually never lets women take out the trash just to be safe, especially a petite five-foot Hispanic 28-year-old female. Anyway, since the quarantine, our kitchen staff has become quite small, so I'll usually help take out the trash with one of the other men working. This night was pretty slow, and my fellow coworkers and I were encouraged to clean up and leave early. At around a quarter to ten, I decided to get two of the slightly full trash bags and take them out back myself. Uh-oh. Hey. Assuming someone will see my actions and take out the other two after me. As I walked past the patio to the garage, my gut began to fluster. Mm. I hate it when my guts begin to fluster. 
<laughs> I got to the back door and paused. Maybe you should wait, I told myself. But the smell protruding from the bags was nauseating. It's a lot of grub, you know, it's busy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I pushed the door and propped it open with a brick we usually kept nearby. The alley was dark and silent. The air felt menacing. Uh-oh. The only light illuminating was from the bulb above the door. I walked quickly to the bins and lifted up the top and dumped the trash. Then slowly, a man stood up from the other side of the dumpster. <gasps> oh, no. Nope. He wasn't very big, but he looked a lot older. He was sweating. Ew. But his demeanor seemed agitated. I know everybody sweats, but for some reason that just made it I'm worse. sweating right now. <laughs> he must have been crouching and waiting for some time. I jumped back, holding my hand above my heart that seemed to be pulsing through my chest. Fuck yeah. The man looked at me, eyeing me as my steps moved backwards. He shook his head, motioning me to stop. He was far too close for me to outrun him. Oh, fuck. I looked at his bushy, dark brows and dark black eyes. Most of him were still cloaked in the night that surrounded us. His clothes didn't look homeless, but I still assumed he was, since it's common for them to be out there at this hour, usually waiting for food. Mm Mm-hmm. I told him I had no leftovers, but he shook his head again and took out a medium-sized knife. <gasps> oh, fuck. My eyes widened as I took in a breath. Oh, my God. The following exchange took place in Spanish, but I will translate. I don't have my purse. I was working. I'm still working. Just come with me. <gasps> he said, using his knife as a pointer. My mouth grimaced. Having no idea where this small amount of courage came from, I said, my friend coming right now with the rest of the trash. No, come now, he said more hurriedly and stepped closer as I stepped back again, speaking again with a little more tenacity. They all saw me come over here. There's some more trash, and he's coming right now. He's outside right now. I just need to yell. Dude says, you're not going to scream. I'll gut you. <gasps> fuck. <gasps> no. <sighs> to, fuck, and this would be so scary. To this day, I don't know what came over me, but I replied with, watch me. Or, like, mirame, like, mira is like, watch. So, mirame, I guess is mirame in Spanish, or watch me. Uh, we looked at each other, daring each other. Then we both heard footsteps coming from inside the garage, and he ran past me. Oh, thank God. I stood there breathing again. I didn't even know what I, that I was holding my breath. I turned to see my friend John come out of the door. We're almost done, over, and there's like a pause. He stopped after seeing my face. What happened? I explained everything as tears ran down my face. Aww. My friend decided to run down the alley to try to catch them, oh, even though dang. I told him not. Right, even though I told him not to, and that he's gone by now. It was about five minutes before he came back. I'd be stressed. I would never see that guy again. Oh my gosh. Jesus. Like if your homie just like runs after somebody, you just never. You know oh what I mean? yeah. Like Jesus. he got stabbed. Yeah. John relayed to me that no one was around except for some homeless guys we were familiar with. He asked them if they saw anyone running from the alleyway, and they said, yeah, but they didn't recognize the man, and he took off in the opposite direction towards the border. John took me back inside and told our boss what happened. They called the, they called the cops, whose station was pretty close by. They sent someone on patrol uh, to gather a description from me, which I gave. My boss let me leave early, and John walked me to my car. He told me it's too bad we didn't keep a camera back there. It would have been cool to see how I handled the guy. I smiled slightly, but my stomach was still in knots. He looked at me and I and he looked at me and apologized. I moved my hand to stop him and told him I'll be fine. Unfortunately, I work there still, but 
but I've been excused from trash duty from now on. Obviously, they yeah. never found him because, of course not. The dude just fucking ran yeah. off. Jeez. I don't want to think about what would have happened to me if I was more complicit. Something gave me the courage to argue back with him, and thank goodness that my friend came out just in time. Yeah, they're, first of all, she this chick's a badass yeah. for fucking standing up to the dude. Yeah. So, man waiting behind the dumpster, I hope we never meet again. God, that is so scary. Damn. She's fucking brave for not just being like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, for just fucking talking back. That's the fucking way. Yeah. You want to read the title? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was almost taken at work. Uh, One more time. It was by Bad Kings 519. Thank you for letting us read your story. Of course. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yes. This is by Charles... McAllister, C-H-A-R-L-M-C-A-L-I-S-T-E-R. Okay, sorry for the long story, but I can't figure out this person's motive. Mm. One night I was in bed with my boyfriend. It was around 1.30 a.m. I get a text from a random number saying, is this my name? Sorry for messaging late and out of the blue like this, but I don't think my boyfriend's name is, oh, my boyfriend's name, she didn't, she left their names out is being honest with me, and I need to talk to you. Okay? Okay. We exchange a few texts, and basically they're accusing my boyfriend of cheating on the both of us. Ooh, motherfucker. Obviously I was annoyed, but bear in mind it was June 2020, bang in the middle of coronavirus lockdown in the UK. Bang. I like hearing these ones that are, like, happening during corona. Yeah, well, a lot of these, I I try to keep them, like, recent. Yeah. You know, when we look for them. We'd spent every day together since March, He denied it all and insisted he didn't know who the person was. The same number starts texting him angry text, calling him a lying rat, etc. Not looking good for my boyfriend. Which, yeah, I mean, if if this person has the name. Yeah, both their numbers. Yeah, yeah. he or she, whoever it is. But this is where it gets weird. This person, person? Person. This person gives no specifics. They won't tell me their name, what my boyfriend has done, only that he was a liar and that I was an idiot for believing him. I'd ask, but they would just reply vague, angry texts. Their grammar and spelling was good, but they'd use slang words from our local area. We assumed maybe it was some kids who found our numbers off Facebook and were having a laugh, so tried ignoring it. Then nothing, until my boyfriend gets a text from the the following afternoon asking him to meet them at a local social club for some company. What? Me and a friend got straight... Come through for some company? (laughs) Me and a friend got straight in the car and went down there. No one was there, and the club was closed because of COVID. But we couldn't help but feel like we were being watched. It was really weird. Jeez. A few days go by, and the same number starts texting me again. This time, the text language is all weird, like spelling mistakes and saying, like, why you... The number uh-huh, two uh-huh. instead of you two. That Why kind you of, <laughs> That kind of thing. It felt like it was a different person texting me. They seem a lot angrier with me now because I didn't believe them straight away. Then they text me, you're so dull, dot, dot, dot. I see him leaving your house earlier, LMAO. Oh, she's Cocky. laughing her ass off. She said, I see him leaving your house. Yes, yeah, she's watching her. She's close. Cocky, I said something funny. That where's my house then? And they reply with my fucking street name. Oh, yikes. fuck. No. I would be so fucking stressed out. Yeah, I mean, I'd also be like, are you fucking cheating on me? Like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, that, that would legitimize the claim <laughs> for sure. I called them loads, but it would just 
but it just rang twice and cut off. Tried searching the number on WhatsApp and on a social, a few social media sites and nothing. Only on Instagram, the number would come up with a location of a film company in R-A-A-L-T-E. I don't know how you pronounce that at all. Ralte, Netherlands. Whoa. When I Google the number, its provider is Tismi, T-I-S-M-I. I've never heard of it, but looks like it might just be a fake number. They've never asked for any money or anything like that. Don't get why someone would go through that much effort just to wind us up. Last text I had was, okay, you will see eventually LMAO. Creepy. Jeez. That is creepy. Like, cause why would somebody do that just to. Just for fuck. Like, just to fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Just like for shits and gigs. But they knew where they live. So it's like. Yeah. I wonder if it was like some hackers on some like fucking, you know, hacker shit. Yeah. Or somebody like she had beef with. He or she had beef with. Yeah. Somebody somebody got a badass VPN or something like knows their shit. Yeah. So that's called They Know Where I Live by Charles McAllister. Jeez. Yikes. Stressful. I don't, that was, that's. It's shitty that anybody would have to go through that. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think I've got one more. Mine is by user XCXMikkel. Okay. I've lived in NYC all my life, and I have countless stories that I can tell you about this city, but this one takes the cake for sure. I live in one of the safest and most affluent neighborhoods in all of Brooklyn near the Verrazano Bridge. My friends and I, being high school students at the time, would use fake IDs to get into the college bar in Manhattan most weekends. There is one train that serves my neighborhood, and even then it's a decent walk to get to the nearest station. Okay. Okay. On this night, my friends and I left our neighborhood and boarded the train. Everything was totally fine on the way to the bar. It's one straight shot ride there. And we had a pretty decent time. I left the bar around 3 in the morning, and my friends decided they would all stay at one of my friend's grandparents' houses in the neighborhood next to mine as to not get caught by their parents. Smooth. Very smooth. Clever boys. (laughs) Clever whoever you are. Um, Which was actually served by a different train line. We boarded the train and headed toward my neighborhood, but my friends disembarked about seven or eight stations before I needed to get off so that they could transfer to the other train line. Uh-oh. So I guess the homies are going in one direction. Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. As I said before, my neighborhood is very affluent, and most people do not use the subway and opt for cars instead. Therefore, I was the only person in my car. Two stops after my friends left the train... A man wearing a stuffed black backpack entered the car and sat down in one of the corner seats next to an advertisement plastered on the wall. I paid little attention to him, but anyone boarding the train at 3 a.m. in my area would have been kind of unnerving, especially because of his shabby appearance. Not homeless, but he definitely had not showered for a few days. My eyes stayed glued to my phone for about five minutes until my attention was ripped away from AFK Arena Due to the man removing a large permanent marker from his backpack, he began writing on the advertisement and smiling at me every so often. Ew. As if he wanted me to acknowledge whatever he was scribbling down. Oh, no. The man began drawing a hanged man (gasps) with several religious crossings surrounding him. He then began to write phrases on the advertisement. The end is near. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, thank you. No, thank you, dude. You will pay for your sins. 
oh. the awakening is upon us, etc., etc. Normal things for a super religious person to say are right, even if it was unnerving and that it was happening at 3 a.m. in an empty train car. Yikes. Also methamphetamines, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I tried to shrug the situation off because I didn't want to freak myself out as I tend to overthink things like this. However, that's something you're allowed to overthink. Yeah, dude, that's fucked up. However, the next time I looked up at the advertisement, he had written, make sure you check behind you on your <gasps> way home. No. And gave me that unnerving smile. It must have been a big ad. More. Big ass ad. <laughs> and he, maybe you don't know how big he was drawing it. Right. You know, but I mean, but like enough Ooh, where they could see it. Fuck. At this point, I was freaked the fuck out. Yeah, absolutely. I was still semi drunk and my anxiety disorder was not helping anything to the situation at hand. I don't. Yeah. If, I mean, anxiety, anxiety on top of this being fucking stressful. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I got up and moved to the opposite end of the car. My station was next, so I thought that I was just dealing with some loony and that I'd be fine. Yeah. I exited the train. The man exited as well. No. Now, here's where I felt like I was really in danger. He was following me with a blank face. No smile. No making sure I was no making sure that I was paying attention to his actions. Just a blank. And they like this person like. That was the neighborhood, so they would probably know if this person, right? Yeah, you would think so, oh, yeah. I began briskly walking through my silent neighborhood. No one was out. It was 3 a.m. for fuck's sake. A man trailed behind me with his backpack my entire way home. No. I made sure to double lock my doors once I got inside. Oh, I thank God. Yeah, I didn't tell my mom because I knew she would have been 10 times the panic attack that I did on the on that train. When I entered my room... I peered out the window. There the man was. No! Staring blankly at the front door. He stood there for about five minutes before leaving. Gross. Trailing off into the darkness. I have no idea what the man wanted from me or why he followed me off the train. To this day, I still make myself believe that he was simply deranged or had some sort of mental illness. Yeah. Not that he had any sinister intentions. Weird stalker Bible freak on the subway. Let's not meet. Yikes. Again. Yeah. Jeez. Need the title? Oh, jeez. Something about the subway. Terrifying experience on the NYC subway by XCX Mikkel. Wow. Woo. I'm glad that you're okay. That was tough stuff, bud. That is scary. All right. I think we have one more. One more to go. Okay. This is by Let the Light Inside. About 15 years ago, when I was 22-ish, my best girl and I went out to bars three to four plus nights a week and generally met some interesting people and made new friends. Living. I get it. Yeah. There were a few bars that we hit up more than others and one in particular where we knew the bartender slash manager pretty well. We went the week of Halloween and each night their staff would dress up in a different costume. That's fun. Um, this was where we came across Ron. He was bouncing at this bar and didn't even catch my eye in the slightest as I gave him my ID to get in. Until a few years ago, I never looked anyone in the face. I have to force myself to do it. Yeah, I get that. My girl and I hung out, drank and danced, met some people, then headed up to the bar to chat with our friend. He asked He asked me what I thought about Ron. I had no idea who he meant, and he gestured to the bouncer, to which I was like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. 
He was older looking, very muscular, turned out to be a major gym rat. I was, was 22. Buff, bro. <laughs> I was 22-ish, dressed in black and skulls and platforms. Didn't seem like my type on the outside. My bartender friend vouched for him, said he was really a really cool guy. He asked if he could give Ron my number, and I figured it would be okay. I hear from him the next day, and he wants to hang. At the time, I lived with my uncle and aunt, pastor and his wife, so he invited me to meet at his place, and we would just go have a casual hang somewhere. Simply middle of the day, chill. He's nothing. No, that's not stressful. Yeah, We're all good so I far. Mean, eh, We're all good so far. Yeah. So it could be a little, you know, scary. You don't know the person. Yeah. Yeah. Mean somebody new for sure. But it'd be like if like your one of your friends tells you that yeah. person's okay. So yeah. it gives you a little bit more confidence, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I get there, and his apartment door is wide open. And his much better looking, married, and closer to my age best friend is there. <laughs> Yikes. He seems <laughs> tougher, that guy. Oh. Oh, fuck. Somebody didn't put the phone on silent. <laughs> he seems nice enough, and I didn't feel unsafe as they left the door wide open. And again, my bartender friend had vouched for him. He mentions he needs to grab a few office supplies. Okay. So the three of us pile in his douchey car and head to an office supply store. What a weird thing to do right when you're 20. You just met gets there. And hang out. I go with I some office supplies. You like staples? You like staples. We go in, and as we walk in, a pretty girl walks by, and he does the head thing and completely stares at her. Like the obvious follow her with his head thing. Ah, uh, douchebag. Yeah. We aren't together, but I found it to be rude. So later in the car, I mention it. I tell him, hey, look, I know we are just hanging out, but don't disrespect me like that. Everyone looks, but be less obvious and don't make me look like an ass in public. Go for for you. Yeah, absolutely. He laughs and tells me that it's hot that I stood up for myself, especially on our first hangout. This guy. Okay, we get back to his place. And as we walk inside, he says, I like that you're going to have a ring on your finger by December. Confident. Remember, he met me Halloween week. He's confident. Ugh. So anyway, his friend leaves. We get takeout and hang and drink and just talk. Turns out he is from the same tiny town that my parents are from, which is six hours south of us. He is a Desert Storm veteran, which made him more than 20 years older than me. Yeah. And was back in school to finish his degree, worked full-time during the week, and bounced at night and on weekends. Seemed decent. He asked about my tattoos. I have a lot. And we talked about my love of horror and fascination with true crime and serial killers. Oh, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) He seems interested, but says he doesn't know much about them. So I tell him I'll lend him my encyclopedia of serial killers. So he can, uh, so it can be like a crash course for him. I also have that book. I'm pretty sure we also have that book. Yeah, I think we do. Maybe a week later we hang out again and I bring him the book. We hang multiple times. I even sleep there a few times. One day we are hanging out and day drinking heavily. He says something to me that felt very much like he was getting way too comfortable too fast, like telling me to do something. Oh, fuck. Mm. I told him not to speak to me that way and turned to walk away when my head jerked back. He had grabbed my hair at the base of my neck. Oh, motherfucker. I grabbed his hand and he tried to laugh it off and apologize, saying he didn't mean to be that rough and tried to act like it was some sort of foreplay. But I cut that off real quick. I wanted to leave. There you go. Yeah. But was already very buzzed. So I just sat and he said he was going to do some work. I thought I would just let the buzz wear off, head home, and never talk to this guy again. While I'm sitting and he's working, he suddenly decides to tell me in graphic detail about his favorite serial killer in the book so far and why. 
I think the way he is talking about it seems off, but again, I'm just waiting out my buzz. Sure. He starts working on a sociology assignment that is studying urban legends and such. He plays videos with horrible, creepy content, and it's creeping me out. I realized later that I felt that way because I didn't feel safe with him. I ask him to wait until I'm gone to play it out loud or put on headphones, and he laughs at me, tells me he can't believe I'm such a poser. Okay. Tells me, you have all these tattoos and skulls, and you're really scared. You look all goth or punk rock, but you're terrified. Okay. He laughs, this very scary laugh. He is really enjoying that he's, this is creeping me out. I don't want to drive even mildly buzz. I tell him that his reaction is really scaring me. I love scary things, but I realize this guy is enjoying watching me squirm in a really sick way. Yeah, no, no, Yeah, no. this guy's fucked. He loves it. His face gets completely serious, and he suddenly tells me that he has a machete under his mattress. Oh, fuck. I look and see the handle barely sticking out. Jesus. No. He tells me he could make me disappear and nobody would ever find my body. What the fuck? No. Jesus. In that moment, my adrenaline hit. I grabbed my bag and ran to my car. There you go. Yeah, good. He sort of slowly lumbered behind me, laughing at me and telling me not to leave. Ugh! No. I'm stoked cold sober at this point. Adrenaline, I guess. And my I start God. my car, take off about two minutes down the road by the mall and just park and slow my breathing down. I call my girl and just unload. For the next week, he texts and calls me over and over, switching between begging me to give him another chance and berating me, calling me a poser and fake. Oh, uh, I tell our bartender friend. Shit, yeah. Dude. And he can't believe that Ron did all of those things. He only works with him a few more times and they don't talk. Ron set his sights on someone new, another chick in her early 20s. Her family owns the Vietnamese restaurant in the same strip as the bar. Bartender tells us Ron had just started seeing her and she ended up pregnant immediately. Oof. Shoot. I asked bartender to warn her or give her my number, but he never saw her again. I hope and pray that she didn't get stuck with Ron. And every time I'm in that area, I pray that I don't run into him again. He can keep the encyclopedia. I just hope he hasn't picked up any tips from it. Jesus. Yikes. What the fuck? That. Oh, you got out of there. That's <clears throat> that's the right move, man. So that one was called "Did I Create a Monster by at the Light Inside?" No, I don't think so. By the way, I think he was pretty he much was well already on his there. Way. Yeah, yeah, he didn't need that encyclopedia. So, man, everybody that submitted their stories. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hell yeah, man. Uh, and if you enjoyed the podcast, if you're new to the podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you catch a moment, it means the world to yeah. us. And if you have your own story that you maybe didn't put on there, but if it's your own like story like that that you want us to share, reach out to us. Let us know. Yeah. Or any other things you want us to cover or any of your own personal stories. We're always down to hear. Hell yeah, man. To share. And, um... Email Stay us safe. at oh, yeah. we drink and we know things podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And and that's all for now, everybody, buddy. Keep, keep washing <laughs> keep washing your hands. Keep wearing your masks. We'll get back to normal eventually, probably. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> all right, man. We'll see y'all next all week. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye bye.